I hear from so many people that are dealing with anxiety, depressions, the stresses of work, culture pulling us in all different directions, and people are carrying heavy loads. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about how not keeping a true Sabbath of how God created it to be could be contributing to all of that in our life. And how can we refocus and reclaim the Sabbath? Hi, I'm Sissy Graham Lynch. Welcome to Fearless, helping you have a fearless faith in a compromising culture. Welcome back to Fearless. On the last episode, it was kind of like, be careful, little eyes, what you see is I was just, Corey and I were having these conversations of how much time we're spending on our screens and even the content. But this one, I'm going to call it, be careful, little calendar, what you schedule. And the reason is I was listening um, to a coworker the other day and she was talking about their child's Sunday school um, attendance had been low. Like a lot of kids haven't been coming to Sunday school. And when she figured out why, it's because a lot of kids had sports on Sundays now. And I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. Hadn't really thought about it. Well, then guess what? Just a couple weeks after that, my son gets his baseball schedule and we have baseball every Saturday and every Sunday. And that just takes up the whole weekend. And I was already mad about that. Um, to be married to an NFL player and a man who made a living playing a professional sport, he and I are the worst sports parents ever. So now the sports are taking up my whole weekend. But I started thinking about taking up our Sunday. Like that never was heard of when I was growing up. And when you say things like that, I feel like my parents all of a sudden saying, back when I grew up, we would never do that. But of course, as our culture is shifting, just like on the last episode, when we're talking about the content that is being fed to us and how it's all shifting. And I can remember when I was 22 years old, I had just got done with taking double summer school, an internship, and had taken 21 credit hours the semester before. And so it was exhausted, depleted from school. And I remember at 22 years old, I had just moved to Cincinnati. Corey had just picked up to the Bengals. And the season had started. And I had gone to church that morning. It was an away game. I came home, made lunch, was watching TV. And I can remember where I was standing. I can remember what I was wearing that day. And I thought, this is how a Sunday is supposed to feel like. This is what a Sabbath is supposed to feel like. It was supposed to be a day of rest. Now, of course, it wasn't my husband's day of rest. It was the most stressful day of the week for him. And I'll address that in a little bit. But for me, I just grew up always dreading Sunday because it kind of always had this like dark cloud because you would come home from church. First off, getting out the door, whether you're a kid or now a parent or an adult, it's always hard to get out the door on a Sunday, uh, especially if you got little ones. You're scrambling to get them out the door, all dressed, all trying to look somewhat decent getting out the door on time. For some reason, you can do it to get to school. Can't do it if you're going to church on Sunday. You're walking in, you're probably mad. I can't tell you how many fights Corey and I've been in on a Sunday trying to get out the door on time and have a smile on our face when we show up to church. But Sundays have always just had this kind of dark cloud growing up because I would come home from church and you just had a few hours to get all your homework done. You had to do your book reports, all the homework that was due for that Monday. And that's how your Sunday afternoon was cramming for the week ahead. And so it was 22 years old, I realized this is what 
a Sabbath, the day of rest was supposed to look like. Now, fast forward 15 years later, I'm spending my Sundays getting a chore list done, prepping for the week, getting my kids prepared. Corey goes and does this and I go do this and we're trying to get our to-do list done. So with all of that said, trying to figure out now we have sports on Sunday and we are um, now have this never ending to-do list on Sundays. What does that look like? And Corey and I recently had that conversation. What should our Sabbath look like? It should be a day of rest. It should be a day of family where we go to worship the Lord, go to church, come back as a family. And what can we create? Like what kind of rhythms? I don't really like that word because I'm starting to sound like a self-help person here. Um, That's never my intent here on Fearless. But like, how can we reclaim Sunday that our culture has kind of redefined for us? And there was a time culturally when our nation, Sunday was considered a day of rest. You know, there were these blue laws that were put into place where businesses couldn't be open. I think I grew up in our small town, even I know it's changed by now. You couldn't even buy liquor on a Sunday. So they had these things in our culture that kind of helped us navigate and to help us observe the Sabbath and to respect the Sabbath. But of course, that's changed. But there are some still funny blue laws that are in the books today. For example, did you know that in Florida, an unmarried woman can't parachute on Sundays? <laughs> in Texas, it's illegal to sell Limburger cheese on Sundays. I don't know what Limburger cheese is. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Um, but you can't sell it on Sundays in Texas. And if you're in Montana and you're married, it's illegal on Sundays for you to go fishing alone. That should be a law in um, Florida as well with lots of fishermen. I'm married to a fisherman. Thankfully, he loves to fish as a family. So he wouldn't be in trouble for that one. But there used to be these laws that were in place um, that restricted the store hours and the services and kind of guided our cultural approach to Sundays. And of course, that's all shifted as our culture has shifted more and more away from God. We see even as our Christian faith and our walk. Um, But maybe for those that have always gone to church on Sunday and continue to do, then the pandemic hit. And that kind of like left us off kilter a little bit because now church attendance is lower than it's been um, since the pandemic. People got used to watching online. I'll be honest, I love watching online um, because our Saturdays are always busy with something. I love my morning time. I'm a homebody. I love taking my time, drinking my cup of coffee on the back porch on a Sunday. And I don't want to have to rush out the door to be one more place. Um So I loved, even though my church was only closed for like two or three weeks in the pandemic, I will say I ended up watching a lot online because I loved it as a family that we could just enjoy and relax. So we're going to address that here in a little bit because we are meant to be in fellowship with one another. There's a reason for the church. And in Hebrews 10, it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, I am one of those. I'm sure I'm not the only one. We got in a really bad habit after the pandemic of watching in our pajamas, not having to be somewhere. But God wants us in assembly together. There's a purpose for the church, and it's in God's purpose, and we are to get back in that habit of doing so. But Sundays, you know, I said that I grew up never liking a Sunday. But the new term today is called Sunday Scaries. I don't know if you've heard that or you've seen it on social media or TikTok or 
even on the news. It was funny, we were um, sitting down with one of the vice presidents at Samir's Purse and talking about the different things in HR that they're having to deal with. And I said, well, have you ever heard of the Sunday scaries? Millennials don't like Sundays because it brings anxiety and stress of thinking of the week ahead. And that I just roll my eyes. I was never had anxiety of the week ahead. I just never enjoyed a Sunday. And it just kind of shows a little bit of the weakness and the weak mind of how our generations are turning into. And now just this week, it wasn't Sunday scaries anymore. It's called minimal Mondays. Because after the Sunday scaries, you need a minimal Monday to get back into the week. And then I also heard people are getting Fridays off early because they need more time on the weekends. But with all of that said is I think we can address this problem if we use our time wisely throughout the weeks and kind of set up some goals that we can meet, restrictions that we're going to have on the Sabbath, set up some things that we might do as a family. But why is not honoring the Sabbath? Why is forsaking the day of rest? Why is that a problem? And I think first is we're missing an opportunity to put God first, that, um, The Sabbath is a commandment. There's a reason that he gave it to us. And in scripture, it says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. On it you shall do no work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant or anybody in your household. Nobody should work. For the six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all of them in it, but he rested on the seventh day. God set that example. He knew that we needed that day of rest. And we have missed the opportunity of putting him first, going to church, being assembly together, setting that as a day to thank him, give him thanks, to have iron sharpened iron, to let those pour into us and us to pour into others. And the scripture always says, I am the Lord, your God. Follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Keep my Sabbath holy that you may, that this may be a sign between us. And our culture has shifted, which of course has infiltrated our own lives and how we have shifted away from keeping the Sabbath holy. The second is we're missing the opportunity to experience rest and trust in the Lord. I think it can be hard for us to give up time because if we give up time, we're thinking, you know, Say, for an example, we're going to give up our time and our son's not going to go to baseball. He might lose his starting position or we're going to get behind on work. We won't be like the first one to get something done. And it's kind of a control thing, whether it's behind in our daily chores, behind at work. Our son won't be the starter in baseball anymore. But what does that say about our trust in God? That if we give him this day, it's kind of like tithing. We tithe that 10 percent, that first 10 percent of the harvest but we're not giving him our time and that time that he commands. And Pastor Robert Morris addresses this in his book, Take the Day Off. Um, It's called Take the Day Off, Receiving God's Gift of Rest. And in it, he really challenges you to remember why God gave us the Sabbath, that it was a day of rest. And it's become one of the Ten Commandments that we have no problem breaking. And He uses the example, you know, of course, his Sabbath is not Sunday because he's a pastor and he's working on Sundays. So his Sabbath, he has turned Mondays and he doesn't come into the office. He doesn't do emails. He doesn't do anything on Mondays. And somebody on the staff said, well, can't you just come in one time for this and try to get it done? And he really compared it as, no, you wouldn't be 
You wouldn't ask me to go murder somebody. You're not going to ask me to dishonor my parents. Why is this the one of the Ten Commandments that we have no problem breaking in our in our life and our relationship with the Lord? And it's because our culture says it's okay. Our culture has redefined what Sunday should look like. And thirdly, we're missing the opportunity to be reminded that we're not owned by this world and the way that the world conducts things that we are Christians, we are to be set apart. We talk about how setting apart of our lives and the way we conduct our lives, the things that we say, the things that we eat, the things that we drink, the ways that we live our life for other people to see. But we are also to set our part of life with our time, with our Sabbath, as scripture we just read, that this is a holy day that we are to honor the Lord with. And a lot of people would argue that keeping the Sabbath, that that's kind of Old Testament stuff. We don't need to do Old Testament stuff. And we know in Matthew 5, 18, that Jesus, he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And he came to obey the law and to do the will of God. And that those 10 commandments that we live by, that even our culture itself, our nation, or all nations have used as a guiding morale principle for their culture. And as we've moved away from all of that, of course, now we're moving away from the Sabbath. But the practice of the Sabbath prepares us physically and spiritually for the week ahead. You know, here in Fearless, we cover a lot of hard topics that are going on in our nation, around the world. And we as Christians, it's getting harder to take a stand for our faith, to take a stand in the classrooms, to take a stand at our jobs and um, to live a life that is a fearless faith in this world. But when we don't take a day of rest, we will. there's dangers in it. We will not be ready physically, spiritually, emotionally to face those days ahead that are going to be a battlefield, that we need that day of rest. And God knows that. That's why he gave it to us. And scripture, when the Pharisees were trying to trick Jesus um, that he wasn't keeping the Sabbath holy, they had completely lost their love and compassion. Jesus says, man was not made for the Sabbath but the Sabbath was made for man, that God made it for us. And there was a purpose behind that. And there's a danger when we don't keep it, just like there's a danger if we don't keep any of the other 10 commandments. And we know those dangers, we can see them. This one we can't see, but there's long lasting impacts and dangers when we step away the way God created things to be, that rhythm he created it to be. And when we step out of that, we might not be able to see it right away, but over time, the impact it has on our family. For instance, when I heard about my colleague and Sunday school and the attendance being low, I was like, oh, that's interesting because no, it wasn't about sports at that time, although it eventually would be for us. I had had a hard time getting back into church. We had the hurricane. I was pregnant, sitting in a church, was not comfortable at the time. And then I had a newborn and getting out on a Sunday morning by 9 a.m. wasn't gonna happen with a newborn. And I've just have had a hard time getting back into the rhythm of it. And I could see the impact that that was having on my family over the last three or four months. And I told Corey, is like, we as a family have gotten in a really bad habit of three or four months not going to church. And I just saw that the impact it had on my children and how it started off our week, that there are dangers when we don't obey the way God had commanded it to be. Maybe you are like me and Corey, where we've gotten into a bad rhythm of not going to church. And we had to really 
refocus our family. And even though it was like difficult with a newborn getting out the door, we had to make it happen. And maybe somehow you've gotten into a bad funk. So I just want to encourage you that God gave us the Sabbath for a reason, and it was for your benefit. It was so you could be encouraged by others, that you could get to know God's word, that you could serve him, you could worship his holiness. And it was to set your path for the rest of the week, to get you prepared, maybe to face those battles he has before you. So I just want to encourage you, you're not alone. There's many of us who have just kind of sacrificed the Sabbath and we have to refocus and get it back. So how do we do that? What are some things we can do? First off, maybe you're like my colleague and myself and you're finding your kids are now having to play sports on um, on a Sunday. I just recently heard a friend of mine when I was sharing this story, they live up north and they had some friends of theirs, their sons were being recruited by this league to play baseball. And that league practiced on Sunday mornings. So they, the parents went together and they said, our sons will not play in your league. If you really want them, you're going to have to change the time. And sure enough, those coaches had no problem changing the time. It just took parents saying something. And I heard another story, same thing. This league was practicing on Sunday mornings and the parents went to the city itself. It was probably a small town. It wouldn't work in my big city, but in a small town. And they made an ordinance that no sports could be played before 1 p.m. on a Sunday. And it just took parents saying something. I think a lot of times parents are like, oh, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to embarrass my son. Um, he can't help it. That's the rules that they have set in place. And it just takes somebody to say something. So when my son's schedule came out, I just told the coach, if the time on Sundays happens while we're at church, my son won't be able to make it. And he completely understood. And sometimes when we as Christians take that stand, that's a witness to the world. That is a witness that we stand um, for other people to see. And maybe others have wanted to say something, they just haven't, but your courage will embolden them. So I just encourage you to take a stand if that's happening kind of um, in your daily lives and maybe in your community. Um, to kind of set it. But then I encourage you to sit down with your spouse once again. Set out a rhythm and a way that y'all could make the Sabbath holy. What is it going to look like for your family? A day of rest. And for me, I'm trying to get my kids all their homework done on a Friday or Saturday. Now, that's not fun to come home on a Friday and do their homework or do it on a Saturday. But I really want our Sundays to be a day of rest where it's not a to-do list. And so Corey and I have really talked about what does work look for us. Corey works, I, we both work out of the home and his job is not very conventional because he works for himself. So of course, a lot of that can fall on a Sunday where he just naturally is doing it. But then maybe set up some traditions for your family where I see some families, they have their big family dinner on a Sunday night. Now, I personally don't want to do a um, big family dinner because Cooking is work for me, but for some people, that's a way to relax. So maybe have your big Sunday dinner as a tradition with your family to come together, to set the pace for the week ahead, to pray for one another, love on one another, and see what's going on, to reconnect because we're all pulled in different directions. And of course, this is going to look different for each and every family. Everybody, maybe your family, you work at the church, you're on church staff. So weekends are really busy for you. And it has to be a Monday or a Tuesday. Of course, when my husband played in the NFL, 
Sunday was not his day of rest. It ended up being on Tuesdays. And that was the day we would really reconnect and spend our life just kind of relaxing and not doing anything. And you know what? I personally like churches that offer a Saturday night service. And so maybe that would be great for you because like I said earlier, I love my mornings. I'm a morning girl. I love drinking my cup of coffee and relaxing with my family. And when I was pregnant and it was pretty painful to sit at church for that long, we would play Rummy Cube every morning. And it was the greatest bonding time. And the other day, my kids wanted to play. I'm like, nope, we can't play anymore. We're going to church. So, but it was a sweet time. So that's why um, the church we currently go to, it doesn't offer a Saturday night service, but maybe that's something you look for in your family. So that Sunday morning, you're not rushing out the door and it's not feeling like it's just something quickly. You got to get there and you're showing up in a bad mood because you're late, like I often do. Um, But I would just encourage you, reclaim it. Don't let our culture define and redefine what a Sunday should look like, what a day of rest should look like. I know I keep saying Sunday. There's some Christians out there that recognize the Sabbath as a Saturday. Um, So I don't want to get in the gritty of those details. But whatever day you recognize as the Sabbath, make sure you're setting that day. Because one, it's for your spiritual benefit. There's a purpose that God gave it to you for your physical and emotional benefit, your spiritual benefit. And when we neglect all of that, we're all talking about our mental health these days. God gave us that day to come together, to be around one another, to be an assembly of one another, to encourage it. We need that encouragement from others. If you, for some reason, have gotten away from the Sabbath, maybe after the pandemic and going to church and being in fellowship with one another, or your kids are playing sports, I'm not here to condemn and to make you feel guilty. I want to encourage you that there is a reason God gave us the Sabbath. And when we neglect that, it has huge impacts, negative impacts on our life. Once again, thank you for joining me on another episode of Fearless. I just hope you're not listening to me on your day of rest. I encourage you, don't do that. Don't listen to anybody's podcast on your day of rest. But thank you. I'm always so grateful for those who have just joined the Fearless community and listening. And for those who are sharing these episodes with their friends, grateful for that. I encourage you to follow me on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you've missed any of those past episodes, check it out on sissygramlynch.com. I wasn't given the spirit of-